Welcome to American Dissident Voices. I'm Kevin Alfred Strom. Race is omnipresent. Equality is non-existent. Every species, plant and animal, that exists or has ever existed on this planet has developed through racial variation. And therefore, it is abundantly evident, contrary to the current Jewish line, that races exist. They say that race is a social construct, a product of the mind, but without any physical reality. This is pure sophistry. Every case of speciation necessarily begins with very small variations, some barely noticeable, which eventually become more numerous and or pronounced with the passage of many generations until a new race is produced. Over time, racial differences increase. A new subspecies comes into being, and eventually a new species is born. Without racial variation, speciation, and therefore the development of life itself, could never have happened. This certainly applies to humans, who are no more exempt from these natural laws of race formation than we are from the natural laws which guarantee that a man's fall from 10,000 feet onto hard rock will occur at a certain velocity and will certainly be fatal. These laws of race formation and racial inequality would be true even if humans did not exist and no creature had ever bothered to ponder where the subspecies boundaries lie, a necessarily arbitrary point on what is really a continuum. And even if no one had ever even come up with the concepts or the words race and subspecies, these laws of race formation and racial inequality would be as true as ever. Just as they were true, while the trilobites were arguably the most advanced form of life on our planet, and brains and thoughts as such hardly existed. Since the existence of races and their inequality predate not only the existence of the human mind, but also predate the evolution of all animal life on this planet. The Jewish assertion that they are purely human mental constructs is ridiculous. Race is omnipresent. Equality is non-existent. Without the existence of measurable differences between races in bone structure, many murder investigations would grind to a halt. 
listen to the words of a forensic anthropologist. Quote, Physical anthropology is the study of man as animal and is mainly concerned with human variation and human evolution. Forensic anthropology is that branch of physical anthropology which, for forensic purposes, deals with the identification of more or less skeletonized remains, known to be or suspected of being human. The identification process undertakes to provide opinions regarding race, sex, age, stature, and such other characteristics of each individual. But it is quite recent that forensic anthropology has developed as an area of specialization. It was not until just after World War II that there was more than an occasional demand for the services of the expert in the field of skeletal identification. With the massive programs for the repatriation of U.S. dead from World War II and the Korean War, anthropologists were employed full-time in the identification of human remains. In recent years, human exchanges among nations have become more and more brisk in Japan. Under this situation, some foreigners are involved in murder cases or accidents. Therefore, race identification is a most important subject. In my lectures, the racial characteristics of the Caucasoid, Mongoloid, and Negroid, and the differentiation between Japanese, Chinese, and Koreans observed on the skeleton are presented. Close quote. Lest you think I am quoting the words of some horrible white racist, May I point out to you that those are the words of Masatsugu Hashimoto, Ph.D., a lecturer on racial identification through skeletal and dental remains at Tokyo Dental College. And Dr. George Gill, a professor of anthropology at the University of Wyoming and a forensic anthropologist at the Wyoming State Crime Laboratory, states, quote, First, I have found that forensic anthropologists attain a high degree of accuracy in determining geographic racial affinities, white, black, American Indian, etc., by utilizing both new and traditional methods of bone analysis. Many well-conducted studies were reported in the late 1980s and 1990s that test methods objectively for percentage of correct placement. Numerous individual methods involving mid-facial measurements, femur traits, and so on are over 80% accurate alone and in combination produce very high levels of accuracy. Close quote. Now let's look at a bit of Jewish sophistry which sounds oh so true to superficial thinkers, but is actually bunkum, of the most egregious Gouldian kind. The Jewish assertion that there is more variation within races 
than there is between races, and therefore there's no such thing as race. That's a very good example of the clever way our enemies deceive our people, most of whom are too busy or lazy to look deeply into things. Their argument seems plausible on the surface, yet in reality it is a hypocritical trick. Think about it. It's also true that there is more variation among men. In almost every physical characteristic, height, muscle size and strength, weight, etc., etc., than there is average variation between men and women. So, therefore, sex is a human mental construct, and there's no such thing as sex. It's also true that the average difference in height between corn plants and sequoias is less, far less, than the difference between the shortest and tallest sequoias. So, therefore, it's wicked to say that corn plants and sequoias are not the same size. Or perhaps it's even wicked to say that they are not the exact same thing. Plants are plants. Love is love, and that is that. And we can use the same logic to conclude that because the difference in intelligence between the greatest white genius and the dullest white fool is far more than the average difference in intelligence between blacks and whites. Therefore, there is no intelligence difference between the two races. The same thing can likely be said of all the average differences between the two races, including genetic differences. So, therefore, race does not exist. Can you see how you have been tricked? Stop believing the lies that are killing you. Race is omnipresent. Equality is non-existent. The European race produces geniuses at higher rates than even some races which have slightly higher average IQs. It produces highly superior intellects at roughly ten times the rate and morons at a tenth of the rate of the lowest races. It has an unmatched historical record of creativity and civilization building. Even the other races would lose immeasurably should it be crossbred or outbred out of existence. Yet, driven into a hatred for us that amounts to madness by Jewish media and academia, many are working for exactly that, including many members of our own race. There's no sin against the environment or against future generations or against life worse than that of eradicating the unique and beautiful creation of nature 
known as the white race. Yet this is exactly what the promoters of our current equality mania are doing. There's also an humanitarian argument against multiracialism. What we're doing now with mass immigration and forced association laws is quite similar to forcing grizzlies, polar bears, and black bears to live together in an enclosed area. A lot of the bears in that situation are going to kill or eat each other. A few of them are going to mate with the other types and create hybrids, which will encourage more mixing. The hybrids will inherit conflicting instincts and inclinations, erasing hundreds of thousands of years of evolution. And even the remaining original bears will suffer stress and derangement and lower birth rates as a result of the extremely unnatural situation. At least the poor bears probably can't be propagandized into thinking that their predicament is somehow morally good. The end result, if all the populations of these bears were so treated, essentially how all formerly white nations are being treated these days, would be the loss of the unique characteristics of each bear type. A tragic extinction. Carry the experiment far enough with enough bears, and it could well be the end of bears as we know them altogether. It would be an obscene cruelty to do this to bears, and a pointless one, too. And it is an intolerable crime to do it to our children. Actually, considering that the founding race of European civilization has now touched the face of the moon, has probed the depths of interplanetary space, and now understands the structure of our own DNA to the point where we stand poised, to direct our own future evolution. Acts comparable to the first emergence of proto-amphibians from the sea. The question of whether the speciation of the human races shall be terminated or allowed to continue may well determine the future of all life in the universe. So what are we left with when dealing with these toxic Jewish lies? Lies specifically crafted to kill us. Since we now know that these Jewish claims about race are the opposite of the truth and are as a dagger aimed straight at our hearts, we should also be very skeptical of their other claims. The Jews' cries of oppression are usually false, too. They are powerful and united, 
the wealthiest and for their numbers the most powerful race on this planet and have survived as a distinct people for millennia. The Jews' claims of holiness are founded on fraud too. Not only are they not especially righteous, but their entire existence is predicated on exploitation of their host peoples, whom they cozen with lies. And their lies about race are quite obviously expressly designed to result in the genocide of our race. Jews evidently perceive that our race's death would be of benefit to them. Thus they are themselves guilty of the murderous intent and acts which they falsely attribute to others. Those who now understand what I have imparted today are very special people. You are very special. And your special knowledge means that you also have a special duty, a duty to act on your knowledge, a duty to separate yourself and your family line from the march of death now being imposed upon us by the system, a duty to not waste your time on trivialities, a duty to give your all, your time, and your wealth so that a community of the conscious can be built as the National Alliance is now building, to be a lifeboat for the European race and its culture in the rising storm that will certainly dash the West upon the rocks into a million unrecognizable pieces. If you and I do right, that storm will also be a crucible in which will be forged the European race of tomorrow. Stronger, better, wiser, more intelligent, more beautiful, more creative, and unstoppable. Stop believing Jewish lies. From this moment forward, start really thinking and start really living. <laughs>